Welcome everyone, this is the 31 Days of Dread, and I am your host, Peter A. DeLuca, aka Pad, and this is where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. That's 30, if you can't count, that's 31 movies celebrating the greatest genre of them all, the greatest experimentational platform of them all, the greatest young filmmaker discoverer of them all. It is horror, 31 days coming at you. Look out, ghouls and ghosts, it gets spooky. Alright everyone, coming out of that intro hot, this is what I call the telethon portion of the podcast. This is where I pitch myself to you for your support. Your support means everything to me because we're, we're, we're fighting. The AKA Pad Army is fighting against algorithms everywhere algorithms I, I ate some cereal earlier today i dumped it into my bowl and it was full of algorithms okay bad joke all right sharing this podcast telling your friends about it leaving comments leaving reviews this is how we grow aka pads audio audacity your support there is more valuable than than than, than anything other than like a high five in person because i'd love a high five in person AKA Patters, welcome to another 31 Day of Dread. This is day 20 and day 22. We're a little bit behind. Big day yesterday. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm combating, battling uh, time to do a, uh, a quick Dune thing because uh, I feel like I need a gut reaction to Dune because, you know, Dune is, uh, you know, very close to me. And goddamn, I love all six of those uh, Frank Herbert books. But for right now, we're talking about another author. Excuse me, uh, Clyde Barker. We're talking Clyde Barker. This year for Inktober, if you're not familiar with Inktober, it's like my annual sketch event where, you know, like it's it's, it's the same as the 31 Days of Dread, but you have sketching prompts and you, you know, you fill up a sketchbook and you have 31 drawings, 31 prompts. And every year I put a theme onto my sketchbook. One year it was a Joker. One year it was villains, like all that stuff. This year, it's a it's a Clive Barker like themed sketchbook. So I I just been channeling, and studying and, and relearning a lot about Clive Barker and the life of Clive Barker. Uh, it's horrible that he's been through some medical issues, and I really wasn't familiar with them. I didn't get too familiar with it because I I just don't like that stuff. I rather always focus on the positive. So re-exploring Clive Barker brought me back to when I I was younger, and to me Clive Barker was this like wonder kid. He he like did everything. He wrote, he directed. Did uh, I remember seeing footage of all the storyboards that he made for Hellraiser? Wrote these amazing books. Did artwork. Uh, wrote plays. You know, like built his name up as a playwright, and then got into. The Books of Blood, which is a short, um, a short story anthology. They were called the Books of Blood. Uh, Rawhead Rex, that has carried on from the Books of Blood, is from that uh, one of those three books. And it's very like it's, you know, it's unlikely. I mean, think about that today. He brought up his name through writing plays. He wrote like 
a lot of places, a dozen, okay? And then he goes into short stories. You know, and it, we just don't see paths like that anymore. His path is so unique. And then along the way, we hear stories about him being involved with prostitution. We hear stories about him dating older women. Story, And, and this is all by, like from his own mouth. And then, you know, he discovers that he is gay. And boom, like rocking and rolling. Like, who cares? <laughs> but that's a part of his story. And his creations especially Hellraiser, the language used in Hellraiser really like solidifies what you would want to believe his mindset to be. This this exploration of pleasure, this questioning of pleasure, this questioning of pain. All of these concepts run through all of Hellraiser. Hellraiser is, in my opinion, that the Cenobites are the greatest monster creation where they come from, and basically the hook and the point of the Cenobites, especially in Hellraiser 1 and 2, or Hellraiser, Hellraiser, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, released roughly a year apart. And it, it, because it, it it taps into something. It, they're scary, they're unknown, and they're just, like, just visually they unnerve you and that's the point now we're, we we have nightmare on elm street coming up and nightmare on elm street has like the single best horror situation meaning freddy can go into your dreams and you can't fall asleep there's nothing scarier than not being able to fall asleep and I'm happy for like this year's 31 Days of Dread. I have these two concepts dueling, so to speak, because right, we're doing Hellraiser 1 and 2. Today should be Jennifer's body. And then we're right into Nightmare on Elm Street, which is like holla, <laughs> phenomenal. And then we're going to be wrapping it up with a, with a Netflix run. But no, the Hellraiser going through the Wikipedia. Hellraiser was like somewhat bashed by Roger Ebert. Um, there's a little quote there that just says something about like maybe like low hanging fruit horror, like just something BSy like that. And you watch this movie, and the, in my opinion, the only flaw of Hellraiser is the final act, and that's only because everything that happens going into the resolution. It's too broad, abstract, perfectly executed, and loose. But to wrap something up, we need something definitive. We need to be able to follow the, the hero's plight. You know, like, or fight, okay? Like, both of them. And with Hellraiser, you know, we it's running girl syndrome. Boyfriend shows up at the end. Like, her boyfriend disappeared for a whole chunk of the movie. Shows up at the end, and then, like, he's just in this house where it's nonstop wild shit happening. But we do get a little deeper into the lore, the ideas around the Cenobites, around Pinhead and friends. When our protagonist, our girl, she makes, like, some of a pact with Pinhead to get this dude Frank back. Frank, within the backstory, bangs a girl. It's his brother's wife. 
he goes on this journey. The ideas and the way how they speak about Frank is artfully placed throughout the entire movie. Visually, what we see, what Barker shows us, is artful. Because Frank is a person that's, uh, he's so much like Neo in the Matrix. He's seeking a higher purpose. And he's on this, like, thread. He's being pulled in these directions. And and he's letting this tugging happen. And along the way, he unlocks this box, this, like, puzzle box. Which is, again, awesome stuff with, with Hellraiser. But he unlocks the puzzle box. Goes into the world of the Cenobites and then escapes. And that's the beginning of our story. And so essentially, the way how this movie unfolds when it comes from like, you know, scene to scene, act to act, it, it, we're luring people in so Frank can kill them, absorb their like essence, grow his body back. And then bang this girl that he was banging before. Because apparently the banging was that good. I can relate. I feel like I'm a Frank myself. <laughs> but no. And like that's that's the hook of Hellraiser. See Hellraiser isn't about the demons. It's not about these these creatures. It's, it's not about Pinhead. It's about everything else. And it, it's amazing that this movie wasn't like really put on the pedestal. I also feel like again this movie would not be made today making it a little bit more special, a little bit more significant. But I don't know people, I can't recommend Hellraiser enough. I cannot. Hellraiser 1, Hellraiser 2. Now, a lot of people put Hellraiser Hell on Earth the third one in like the same category. It's it's basically its own trilogy. I can't speak for Hellraiser 3. Maybe by the time I talk to you about Hellraiser 2, I would have seen some of Hellraiser 3. I've seen the movie. I just haven't seen it like early enough or soon enough to recording because you forget things. And, and you, I remember the woman, the girl in that is like really pretty. That's about it. <laughs> but no, and but we have like the birth of a new type of horror, a new idea, a type of horror that wasn't well duplicated, that wasn't... Uh, didn't carry on that is somewhat of a creature of the 90s but I feel like Hellraiser also died in the 90s outside of its life on VHS or direct to video because we have look listen to these Hellraiser movies Hellraiser Hellbound Hellraiser 3 Hell on Earth <laughs> Hellraiser Bloodline Hellraiser Inferno Hellraiser Hellseeker Hellraiser Deader Hellraiser, Hellworld, Hellraiser Revelations, Hellraiser Judgment. And I know one of those is in space. <laughs> but again, uh, it went this it went down this path of like Chucky and Leprechaun, which are really look the 80s, it, it was Freddy and Jason, and then we had like the Michael Myers spinning off. But then through the 90s and 2000s, it's Hellraiser and Leprechaun. And and I I love it. So again, like the more sequels we get, the schlockier it's going to be, the less of the performances. But is like challenge me right now and tell me that there's not going to be nuance and veins that are great in all those movies I just named because Hellraiser is that good of an idea. And there's so many different ways you can go into it from the first movie. 
So here we go, everyone. 31 Days of Dread. We are talking Hellbound, Hellraiser 2 next. Be on the lookout for Dune and be on the lookout for a couple other things. Uh, we still have Black Widow coming. And then we got, we got a couple more digital drops. So look, we're grinding. We're working hard. I love you. Until next time. And to continue this telethon, we're not talking about high five. There's other ways to support me. I, I'm a living professional. I'm a full-time freelancer. Anything you see on this, like here on this podcast or see my social media, I, I make everything. It's all made by me. That's a part of my pitch to you. And you can purchase professional services through akapad.com that's a pipeline to me if you want to send me a message but also while you're there you can sign up for my newsletter you're going to get deals you're going to get coupons you're going to get two free trading cards mailed to you free worldwide and they're two wolf pack trading cards two original characters you know for upcoming comic book work and speaking of comic books you can go to etsy type in uzi suzy and that's where you're going to find my mini comic you can purchase existing issues and pre-order upcoming issues along with bundles if you missed any like issue one, two, or three or whatever. There, Uzi Suzy is waiting for you. And keep an eye on Indiegogo. A lot of my bigger comic book projects will be available through Indiegogo. All of those updates will be here on this podcast. So if you're a regular listener, I'll let you know. We can rock and roll from there. So everyone... Thank you so much and feel free to reach out to me on social media, aka pad69, Instagram, and Xbox. That's right, you can play Halo with me. Just straight up aka pad on Twitter, straight up aka pad on the Facebook. My business page is there, my personal page is there. Hey, be a personal friend of mine. I don't care. Let's talk movies, let's talk creativity, let's talk fun, and just who cares? Do you like, you know, the Transformer movies? I love them. We can talk about that all night. So meet me there and we'll rock and roll. Let's get talking. We got a movie to discuss.